0: Hey guys, my name is Jacqueline Van Bierk. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Stories That Bind Us, a podcast I'm creating to really bring people together through storytelling, through letting you know that you're not alone in this world who's going through things and we all are different, but yet the same. And my guests are just fascinating, amazing people. And I'm so excited to introduce you to Heather St. Marie. She's a singer, songwriter, touring artist. She's open for Rick Springfield. She's a cancer survivor and has a lot of advice for you guys. She's She knows dark times and um, it's just such an honor to talk to her and I can't wait to introduce you guys. All right. Oh, my God, I'm so excited to be with Heather from Dozot, St. Marie. Yes. I always spell it wrong because I'm not good at that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we, we really ha- labored over that name. It's our last names, Matt Dozot, and I'm Heather St. Marie. And uh, we couldn't come up with any other cool name. And it was like, let's just call it that. But we knew people are going to be like, yeah. how do you pronounce it? How do you spell it? <laughs>
0: But I love that. It's so unique. Thanks. Nobody else is going to have exactly.
1: that yeah. yeah. All the, all, like Instagram was there. It was available. Facebook, all <laughs> of it. So it was like, all right, there yes, you go. I love it. And it's an icebreaker. People yeah. go,
0: how, huh, what? How do you spell your name? What is that? Yeah. We met, Heather and I met back in the day when the Hollywood scene was still like really happening the Sunset Boulevard, right? Yeah. Back yeah. in, that was like the early 2000s. Yep. 2004, something, something like, like that. that. And, um, you had a rock band, Hydro Vibe. That's and right. You guys, we played the Viper Room together, mm-hmm. right? And a bunch of other places, probably. Um, and you are now a duet. And it's it's just, I was telling you earlier before when you got here that I loved the rock band, obviously. It was amazing. But I really love what you guys are doing now. Because Thank you. when I saw you the last time, um, you were at Hotel Cafe and I actually had tears in my eyes because the songs were so heartfelt and so authentic and so good and you guys are just amazing thank you you're both amazing musicians and singers and just I I was just totally blown away
1: I appreciate that you
0: know so I I want you to just share your story because you have such an amazing (laughs) journey I mean, yeah. oh my God! So I, yeah, I'm, have you take over? Frank. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, HydroVibe
1: started when uh, I mean I was a teenager still, and Matt was a teenager. Both of us, Matt Dozat, we were in Louisiana, did as much as we could there, and then it was like we got to take this, you know, to California and just really give it a go. So we saved up all our money and came out here. And like you said, it was the still the golden age of Hollywood yeah. for rock bands. I mean, you know, every night you could go down the strip and there were people playing and you'd see friends and it, it was just really cool. You could still like the old school flyering people to promote. It was great. <laughs> yes. um, I mean, I just I did love it. And I'm so glad we were a part of that. And we toured a lot. You know, we reformed the band here and toured a lot. And I think all of that was learning to leading up to where I am today in my life. Um, You know, like I was telling you, when, when you're, there's like, you know, it's like an iceberg, right? And the tip of the iceberg is what everybody sees. So the bands that are out there on TV and they're getting the awards and they're in tour buses. There's a whole bunch of artists that are just hiding under the ocean level that are just out there busting their butts, you Mm -hmm. know, driving themselves to shows. We joked about, you know, we're the promoter. We're the marketing. We're the booking agent. We're the tour manager. We're the drivers. You know, you learn how to do every bit of it. And we loved every every moment of it. And I think that was such a life lesson for us. Like you said, some nights you're sleeping in somebody's house. Yeah. On their floor, in their living room, seeing how the rest of the country lives. Yeah. You know, so sometimes. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're just like, wow, this is weird. I wish I hadn't done this or this is great. I love <laughs> yeah. these people. Or like, am I going to be alive tomorrow morning? yeah. (laughs) You just don't know. Or sometimes you're like, you know, I think we have somebody, but they're kind of weird. Let's just sleep in the van. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it's all just part of the whole thing, you know? And so um, So we spent years, yeah, doing this and, and meeting people. And, you know, part of, I guess, the type of personality I am, I ended up counseling people a lot. You know, I think I have that kind of personality. People want to confide in me. And so even with Hydra Vibe, you know, I'd have people telling me these crazy stories of like, your song, Disconnect Me, this girl told me, and it meant so much to me. Years later, she said, you talked to me that night. And I said, I always wanted to be in a band. And I said, you should. We need more strong women in rock. Yes. And I didn't know that that one comment, she got home late that night and had a stepfather who was physically abusive and really like beat her up or whatever it was that night. I mean, oh, she didn't yeah. tell me the details, but she got in a lot of trouble and just said, I'm, I'm out. Because she thought of what I said and thought of the song "Disconnect Me" and just left and got herself out of that situation, which is so brave. Oh my God, I'm getting chills. But it gets better. Every night she would call her mom and play that song on the phone, and her mom would listen. And finally, her mom got enough strength to leave that man and get out of that situation. And that taught me, yeah, that lesson taught me. Like number one, you don't know what your words are going to do to someone, positively or negatively, how they affect people. Like you really have to think about your words. You know, number two, we're all here on this earth to be there for each other.
0: Yes. Thank you. you. Yes. And
1: that's what it's really about. And so I've always tried to just put a lot of good out there and be there for people, be encouraging. You know, there are nights when, you know, again, I always tell people in the music industry, you're on a totem pole. And some nights you're on the top of the totem pole. Other nights you're on the very bottom. You just never know where you're at. And I'd remember that when we were on the bottom and the big bands would come, the ones that were super cool to us and would stand out and listen, or the ones who just would have nothing to do with us and tell us you can't be in the dressing room, you can't be over here, you can't sell your merch near us. Just remembering how that felt. And so when we would be the higher end on the totem pole and the local bands would be there, I love that Hydra Vibe always made sure at least two people were out there in the front supporting that band, being there. Sometimes the bands were terrible. And you know, they come up, what'd you think?
0: What am I, you know, it's like,
1: I would always find something that I could sincerely say like, man, your energy out there was great or the way you handled the crowd or, you know, this song was amazing. You find something positive to support their dream. Yes. And I've always felt that way. And I'm not trying to preach. This sounds like I am, but I'm getting to a point here because, you know, this year, August 15th of last year, Oh, well, I'll, I'll back it up a little bit here. I ended up, you know, Hydro Vibe kind of fizzled. It was harder for four people to get out there on the road. Rock has yeah. just not been doing as well. It was harder to make a living. So in between touring, Matt, the guitar player and singer, and I started Dozat St. Marie. And so we started touring as a duo, which is a lot easier. Hey, can you guys yes. be here? Yes, we yeah. can. And we had a lot of songs that we had written that really weren't Hydra Vibe songs that we just put them on the back burner for years and then finally it was like Look, these can see the light of day you know and then some of our Hydra Vibe songs have a whole different meaning when you take them yeah. and strip them down and so it's just acoustic guitar sometimes electric guitar but really stripped down you know Matt's playing drums with his feet live and we're both singing and it's all about the voice and the lyrics I love it so much thank you it's terrifying I tell you that going from rock when, you know you're doing well in a rock show when the crowd's so loud you yeah. can barely hear yourself and they're just having a great time you know you're doing well in a singer-songwriter venue when you can hear the bartenders putting ice in the glasses one by one but as a rock singer it's terrifying the first show I was looking at Matt and I'm thinking in my head we're not doing so good, it's so quiet, they hate us. And then after it was like the eruption of applause and it was like, we killed it. Oh, that's what that means. It was just completely different and terrifying. It's like that dream of going to school with no clothes on. You're absolutely just naked up there for people to hear
0: every little crack in a voice
1: or every little missed note you have to be on.
0: And I think as singer songwriters, I always feel bad when I see a show like that and people talking and they're talking so loud that you can't even, you know, I feel bad for the band, because I'm like, shut the fuck right. up, everybody. It's so yeah. disrespectful. Yeah. So that's a good thing. When everything is quiet, that Correct. means they love you. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. It took a while to get used to. Yeah. I mean, you know, usually I'd be like, oh my God, make some noise. Hello. <laughs> <But, laughs> oh.
1: Right. Now I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. And, and you know, you, I, you always have the people that don't get it. They're of out course. for a good time. They talk. But it is like, in that genre, it's very, you know, disrespectful. It's, it's scarier, yes. But yeah, it is. So we've been touring like that and it's been opened up a lot because as I was telling you before, there's people that, you know, even family members of mine that, oh, I don't like rock music. I'm, they would never come to a Hydra Vibe show. show. Right. They support it at home. <laughs> they would never come out. <laughs> so now they're like, oh, I'm going to come. And they're like, wow, you guys have great voices. <laughs> like, I've only been doing this for, you know, since I was a teenager. But yeah, I can sing, you know, you can hear it now, but, um, you know, it's been great and it's opened up a lot of opportunities that Hydra Vibe would not have had. Um, we were introduced, I think Rick Springfield was looking for a guitar player and someone brought up Matt's name and he heard us. And then at the last minute they were like, well, you know, we have someone that's already in the the little circle of people. And so we don't need anyone, but we became, you know, a band on his radar and he really loved us. And he's such a great guy. So he said, look, I do these acoustic shows, come and open up for us. So Yeah, it's been amazing. I mean, that's the dream, people. Like, if you're you're on your own, you're your own record label, if you can open up for someone established, you've got a crowd there. You know, there's not that stress of pulling teeth to get people to show up, and then you can just enjoy it. And, you know, they've been great. His fans are amazing. I mean, they are just loyal. They're wonderful. They're crazy. And I love every bit of it. So we've been doing that with him for a few years. Last year, we were invited to open up. He was going on tour with Pat Benatar. And that was just a dream because little Heather, oh my God, you know, she was like (laughs) growing up, like she was one of those women that had the voice and you're just like, oh, I want to be her one day, you know? So getting to open up for her and hearing her say, you know, butchering the name, of course, because no one knows how to
2: say (laughs) Marie, but, uh, you know,
1: out there saying, aren't they amazing? And I'm just like, oh, you know, like, oh, I'm in heaven. So we were at the highest of the high with this, and on tour, we were in a hotel room one night, and that's when I came out of the shower, and I was like, I have a lump. I don't know what this is, so I need to get checked out. Called my doctor, luckily it was towards the end of the tour, and came back to LA and got checked out, and it escalated fast. Within probably three days, I found out that I had breast cancer. And so that's kind of where I was saying the, the preachy sounding led up to this moment, because I think touring helped. It was just like, take a deep breath. I could lose it right now and like absolutely go into a depression that I'll maybe never get out of because it's terrifying, you know, and I had two weeks before I could see an oncologist to find out like, how bad is it? Am I like got months to live or is this, you know, there's so many different types of breast cancer, you know, and so you don't know. There's so many different types of cancer. That was the, the lowest of the low. But fortunately for me, you know, I just took a deep breath and I was just like, this is like tour. One foot in front of the other, we're going to get through today and then we're going to get through tomorrow and we'll just figure it out. Don't worry about anything past right at this moment, like we do on tour, you know, you just don't have a place to stay, we'll figure it out tonight, you know. So that's kind of, that really helped me a lot. But uh, went in, luckily for me, we caught it early. It wasn't aggressive cancer, but because it was caught early, you know, I had a very good prognosis. I mean... I think often about the women, you know, and the men who get these, you know, diagnoses where it's like, there's nothing we can do. There are, you know, those cases out there. So for me, I just focused on that, the positive. I said, you know, in that two weeks, I was just like, I don't want to change. I don't want to never smile again. I don't want to never be happy,
0: Love that. you know? And yeah. so
1: that's what I tried to focus on was I need to stay Heather. I need to stay happy and positive and Luckily, like after, you know, I had a great team of doctors and I felt like they just took me in their hands. They said, we're going to get you through this, you know, we're just going to focus on one step at a time, you know, and deal with all this. But what was beautiful to me and what I really, really chose to focus on was all that love and support that I gave to people over the years, just because I thought that that's what I should do, came back at me tenfold. I mean... Initially, I wasn't going to say anything because it's hard. It's hard to tell people about that. Yeah. You know, it's hard to talk about. It. Even like right now, it's just kind of, a, it's, it's a weird, you know, surreal kind of thing almost. But we were canceling tours and we were, you know, backing out of things. And so it was like, we kind of have to say something. And I said, well, you know, if I'm going to go all the way, I'm going to go all the way. And I'm just going to put it out there. Maybe I can help somebody. And so we made the announcement, and I mean, support and love just came flowing in, and that meant so much to me, because we needed that. Matt and I both, you know, it's hard when you don't know what's going to happen next, but when you just hear somebody say, I love you, and you've been there for me, and you're a great person, it kind of gives you that boost of, you know, like, okay, I can do this, you know, and then... I mean, like a cousin of mine set up a GoFundMe and we've got people from Japan and Denmark and just, it was amazing to me, yeah. you know, that like they cared enough to even, you know, like $5, but it helped because yeah. it's expensive. And we'll get into all that later for all you musicians out there, you know, on the health insurance side yes, of things. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, it, it, you know, it just, it was beautiful. And that's what I chose to focus on. the How cancer is ugly and yet it's beautiful. And someone told me, you know, which stuck with me and kind of became my mantra, you've been handed the most beautiful gift. It just happens to be in one of the most ugly packages. And I thought about that for a long time. And I said, yeah, you know, if I'm going to just stop everything for this next year and deal with this cancer, then I'm going to just work on me. Yeah. Kind of like a sabbatical. Yeah. And every morning I got up, I did yoga. You know, you think, oh, I'm going to do all these things. And then you get busy and you yeah. check email. And next thing you know, the day's over. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh-uh. I'm, first thing, I'm doing yoga and I'm going to meditate. And I'm going to focus on healing and loving my body that's, you know, I felt at first like it failed me. But then I realized, yeah. like, you really see how strong your body is and how beautiful it is that, you know, we, we have the ability to heal.
2: Yeah,
1: You know, and I just focused on a lot of that and really... Dealt with all of that through surgery, and then, you know, we went through, we didn't think, initially, they were like, it's early surgery, that's all you need. Went through surgery, and as a, you know, they always have to take a lymph node, and luckily they did, because they found that it had already spread into my lymph nodes. So then it was, okay, now we have to deal with chemo and radiation and all that. So what I thought was going to be a sprint ended up being a marathon. But every time, I mean, I just said, all right, well, let's just do it, you know? And I had a good support team and messages, like, you know, when you would send me messages. I mean, it really, guys, you don't know how much it means and how much it makes a difference, you know? Because typically, and I mean, I'm guilty of it too in the past. You don't know what to say, so you just kind of back off.
2: Yeah.
1: And I I don't judge anybody, I mean, because there were a lot of people that did that, and I get it, I've been there, I've done it, you know? Mm -hmm. But the people that were brave enough to reach out and gently, hey, I'm here, you know, or just, I'm thinking of you, those kind of the people that really, it kept me going, you know, it really did. Because some days were tough. Some days I was like, I'm done. I want to give this back. Who do I give this back to, you know? Yeah. It's just, and, you know, I'd get a little message and it's like, okay, I can do this. I can find it in me, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, we haven't really made the announcement. We're trying to just like whew, take a deep breath. But as of Easter, I'm officially post-cancer and now i'm working on the preventive side which is 10 years of medicines and doctors just to make sure it doesn't come back right but
0: that's the great news that now i'm i'm a cancer survivor you know and not it's fighting that anymore amazing and i think that it's so brave of you to just like share that cuz it's scary yeah it's really scary i don't know how strong i would be to be honest like i admired you so much when you first came out with that and you, you talked about it and you shared it and the pictures you were sharing and i thought oh my god this is so important that yeah. you're being transparent about it because how many people would not do that i don't know if i would have right. done that you yeah. know what i mean and because you feel like oh, i don't want to let other people see me like that or i don't want them to know because then they're sending me that energy right but having shared that and knowing how many people care about you that helps healing too right because oh yeah
1: And, and, you know, like, I'm not saying this to pat myself on the back. It's more like, again, you don't know the power of your words. I put that out there and... Right after that, people started saying, hey, I'm going to go schedule my mammogram. Yeah. And you'd be surprised how many women put it off, you know. We all do. Yeah. It's like, you know. It's scary,
0: you know. You don't want to know.
1: Yeah. And so all these people, all these women, and, you know, we're like, I'm going to go get it. Well, I have at least two people I know that got their mammogram and found out they have breast cancer. Oh, my goodness. Because And the only reason they went was because of me, It's putting it out there. And I'm not saying it's, I saved their life. What I'm saying, though, is. You don't. You but don't you kind of did. You know, the power, yeah, yeah, the power of your words and putting it out there, you know, the good that came back to me was that these people, are, you know, they now know they're able to fight it and get yes. better, you know, because you just, it's, I don't know, I mean, it's just a crazy world and it's, uh, unfortunately, it's very common, Yeah. you know, and so we keep telling everybody, and guys too, I mean, their guys have their own sets of cancers and guys can get breast cancer, you know, we, you really, all of us need to not be on autopilot because I was, you know, you just kind of only go to the doctor when you're feeling sick and only so,
0: when you're really, really
1: sick, you know, so like, Western
0: mentality, you yes. know, because Eastern medicine is totally different. People Correct. go to just like get a tune up, get, you know, checked out and yeah. be just like, Oh no, we got this. Cause we're just so focused on work, 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 do, right. do all the time.
1: Yeah, and that was a big lesson for me. I yeah. was absolutely, it was all day, every day, you know, 10 hours a day work. Yeah. And now I'm like the power of no is amazing. I don't think I'm going to do that. You know, I need time for me and I'm going to make sure I still do all my meditation and my yoga because, you know, some people might go, oh, that's not for me. Even if you're just sitting, being quiet and listening to your body, it's spoiling your body. It's not unlike a massage that you go and get to splurge. You're just listening and tuning in to see what's there and even just to be thankful. You know, I started thinking about like how often does your heart beat every day and you don't think about that. How often do your lungs feed you oxygen you know, I mean, you can get all woo-woo with this, but, like, really. You no, know it's true. To, like, positive affirmation. Yeah. I spent the first half of my life, you know, thinking, oh, my thighs are too big, my butt's too big, my breasts are too little. Like, you know, all the things that I don't fit into the right yes. forms of like, what <laughs> everyone thinks a woman should look yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm like, I don't care, you know? It, I'm still here, you know? And it's like, I was prepared for Franken-boob, you know, and, like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's actually pretty, like, what they can do with science. And I'm like... Yeah. You know, I'm still around. I'm still yeah. able to walk. I'm still able to do things. And I'm, I just, I, I love my body now. And I thank it
0: every day because, I mean, it sounds weird, but I do. I love that because yeah. it's so important. I think self love. I have a friend who she always puts herself down when she, her body is, she's like, my body's just fucked up, you know? And I'm like, you gotta stop saying that because. You, you you live in this body. Yeah, it's your home, and right? you don't want to talk crap about your home, right? You want to make it beautiful and and yeah. comfortable, you yeah. know, and and accept what is. And so many times we beat ourselves up. I yes. do it too. You know, we all do it, or we just like the self-talk, like mm-hmm. this negative self-talk. I'm not perfect. I have a wrinkle here. I you know I I don't look good today. Like all these things. Like oh, right. they're so so poisonous to, yes. to our body, to our spirit.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, it's it's just an extension of this. I've always felt like whatever you're searching for, you will find. If people come here and say, oh, L.A. sucks, I hate it. Ugh. You know what? You're going to have a miserable time yes, here. Yes, you do. You will find all the bad. And if you yeah. say it's beautiful, even on this May gray, I'm like, oh, it's kind of cool. Which it's I fun. love. I know. Yeah. It, it speaks to the goth in me. You know, I'm just like, <laughs> I just love it. If you try to find something good, you yes. will find it. And it's the same with our bodies. So true. It really, and it, I think it really is important to spend the time to just love, you said it perfectly, love where you're at because wherever you are, that's exactly where you're meant to be. Yeah. All the things that have happened in my life, I look back now and I'm like, that was all preparing me for this. All the failures, all the things that didn't go the right way or I had to hurry up and scramble to figure out what I was going to do next, it all kind of was purposeful for this,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and, and again, it all depends on your outlook, you know, because it does. I was like, okay, I'm getting through this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be healthy. And I tell my body that every day, thank you so much. You know, look at this, you're healing so well. And even the doctors were like, wow, you know, you're really healing fast. And I think that had a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, the other part of it that I can tell people out there is really think about your nutrition and exercise, which in America, we don't put first, You know, we don't, I think in schools, in elementary through high school, we really should be taught nutrition. Absolutely. You know, I went through years of touring and, you know, late nights, you're drinking with people, you're eating fast food or like, you know, a diner. Eating a car on
0: your way to something from somewhere. Right. It's It's
1: not good. And the last few years, I really got into eating healthy, eating, you know, nutritious foods, thinking about what I was putting in my body and working out and it was really just for me to stay in shape and cuz I wanted to look good and I want you know we've photos and videos and we're touring and I was like I want to you know just invest in myself and what I didn't realize was I was investing in this whole health journey that, you know that I really think I did recover faster because I was yeah. in better shape before you know and people don't th- you don't think until it's too late yeah you know and the other part again while I'm talking about all this you know as musicians you know like now everybody kind of has to have health insurance but back in the day Hardly any of my musician friends had health insurance. Yeah. I always did. I was just always like, I need a roof over my head and I need health insurance. Because, you know, you're on the road traveling. You don't know if there's going to be a car accident. The van has a flat yeah. and you flip because of the trailer or something. I wanted to make sure I was protected. And I'd hate it. I would complain all the time. You People are talking about health insurance and I'm like, oh my God, it's so expensive and this and that. Because I was healthy and I thought I was just throwing money away. Yeah. And then this happened and I'm like, whoa. I got all my money back tenfold because just wow. last year, what was billed to my insurance was over $500,000. I mean, every round of chemo was $30,000. And the injection, you know, the injection, they, the chemo was 16000 The injection they gave me to help keep my immune system strong was 14000 Holy crap. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's a lot. That's a lot. Radiation is expensive. You go every single day. And I mean, I think, Believe me, it's worth it. I mean, I'm around today, you know, and the care has come so far. I will always donate to cancer research because what I went through is not nearly what people five, ten years ago went through. They're honing in on better ways of dealing with it. But anyway, to get back to that, really you should have health insurance, Mm -hmm. everyone, and try to get the best you can afford. Because Mm -hmm. what I found out, too, is the care you get indirectly is related to the health insurance you have. Right. Not that a doctor is going to treat you any differently, believe me, but little things like for me to get in, you know, when I went in for the biopsy and I asked them, I said, how long till I find out if this is cancer? The nurse looked at my chart and said, oh, this is your insurance. They use the good fast lab. You're going to find out in 48 hours. And I said, well, what about other people? And she said, well, usually when people have really just the base insurance, they use the cheaper labs and sometimes it can take a couple of weeks because of Oh, backlogged. man. So you're sitting there for weeks not knowing where I had two days, you know,
0: to find out if it was cancer. I mean that's huge. That is huge. And 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 I wouldn't even necessarily trust the cheaper ones if they actually Correct. really is this, is this actually your test or did they even
1: And and again like with having insurance and it still was expensive. I mean that I was like, No, no, it's hard for me to ask for help. People were like, Let's set up a GoFundMe. I'm like, No, I don't want to look like I'm asking for handouts.
0: I get that, yeah. And then
1: my cousin said We're all back home in Louisiana and Florida. We can't be there with you. This is for us to help you. Please let us do this. I was like, all right, you know, and I had a pit in my stomach. I was like, okay, I guess so. But then when money started coming in, I was like, whew, I didn't realize the stress on my shoulders of like, how are we going to pay for all this? Because you can't work, you're exhausted, you know, you're dealing with doctors all the time, and like, there's no way. And having those people helping you, you know, makes a huge difference. It really does. Yeah, because you don't want to
0: have more stress on you and then get right. sick again right. because that also affects your body, yes. you know, stress you is... totally stressed out about it. Yeah.
2: that
0: Because I know people that have my dad, including my dad, who was like, I can't afford that treatment, right. you know, and I'm sure he could have, but he was so worried about that. Yeah. That it's, you don't want to have to worry about anything. Right. You know, and just focus on healing. Do you think you'd somehow created that? I Subconsciously, do. yeah, I think a lot of it could have been stress, Because
1: you know? look, mine was a hormone-based breast cancer. Uh-huh. It was fueled by hormones, mm-hmm. which on the the plus side is it's a very um, straightforward treatment plan and it's very um, curable. You mm-hmm. know, like I said, mm-hmm. I'm post cancer now and I'm on the heat on the survivor. Congratulations, side. by the way. I, I was yeah. so happy
0: when I saw that. I, was I like, know.
1: Yes. But, um, you know, the the flip side of that is stress creates yeah. hormones. I mean, it's all interrelated. And yeah. I do think a lot of it, working too much, not finding that proper balance between time off. Because, you know, you're, you're in L.A., you're like, i got to work, it's hustle. expensive, hustle. i got to hustle. hustle, hustle. It's always like that. Yeah. And I never took time for myself, and that's a stress.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Being on tour, as much fun as it is, it's stressful, yeah. you know. And so I think a lot of it was probably stress, yeah. you know, and just worrying. And that's why, you know, I said... When once I got it, it was almost like these blinders came off, and I was just like, "Everything's clear now. I need to really focus on me. I need to put myself first because I don't, you know, I put everything else first—my career or other people or other things or the music—and now it's like, wait, let me stop and think about this. Mm-hmm. How do I feel about doing this or saying that or going here, and really th- find that balance of working and just being, yeah. you know, and, and listening to my body. Cause you know, we're all like so fast, so fast, so fast. And you don't think about what we're doing, you know, and it's just taking time to say this is where I'm at today helps a lot mentally too. The mental health is very important. I think now we're all in this rat race trying to keep up with each other and trying to, you know, you look on, I mean, I've done it too. You look on Instagram and see other people out and oh man, they're on tour and I'm here dealing with cancer. Oh my God, yes. And then I'm like, wait, I'm not going there. I am not. I took a whole break and only got on social media when I needed to post updates to people because that's just, sorry, but it's a great way to market, but it's also a cesspool for health, mental and emotional health. Because all you're doing is comparing. Absolutely.
0: I'm I'm glad you're saying that because that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast because I think that people just see the glamour, the perfect life that everybody posts on social media, you know, and everybody assumes that your life is perfect and, right. you know, that you're doing so well and you yeah. can't compare yourself to someone else because your life is different and you, you're exactly where you're supposed to be because that's where you put yourself and whatever happened in the past is in the past mm-hmm. and wherever you want to go is really up to you, right? If you really yeah. want to go on that tour, I mean, for you, and that's what I admire so about your whole journey and where you are right now, what you're just coming out of is like having that strength because I'm sure, like you said, there were days where you just like, Oh yeah. You know, wanted to give up and to pull yourself out of that, that is true strength knowing that you have more to give to this world and you're not done yet. And that must've been hard. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, for me, like, yeah, when I first found out, when I got the call, what ended up happening is, um, you know, you go through, you, I went through my gynecologist, they sent me off to get all the stuff, and then they got the reports back. Well, my doctor went on vacation to Ireland or something for like out of the country for a uh. while. So the nurse called me, because she was like, I don't think this should. you should sit on this for two weeks, but yeah. I don't know what to tell you other than it's you have cancer. I'm so sorry. And she was very kind, but here I am, I'm, because of circumstances, I'm getting this on the phone, and that was my first thought. I'm not ready to die. I'm really not ready. I haven't done everything I want to do. Yeah. But then I thought, oh my God, I can get into a deep, deep hole. And I learned that because, you know, again, you don't know what people go through in life, right? Yeah. Uh, When I was very young, I was very depressed. I think my dad says he remembers the first time I ever said, oh, I I wish I were dead. I wish I'd never been born. Almost suicidal thoughts. I was in first grade and they found out later that I've got, I was diagnosed with dysthymia and it's kind of like Bipolar, except without the manic side. Okay. So I'll tend towards very long, kind of shallow depressions, if you will. I can still function, but I found out like after, you know, here I am, I'm in college, I've got Hydra Vibe, we're touring, we're playing the whiskey, and you yeah. know, which is huge when you're in Louisiana, you know, you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. All these amazing things are happening. And I was sleeping 13 hours a day. I couldn't hardly function. I was just really depressed. And I was like, something's wrong. Yeah. Went to the doctor and found that out, and so for me, I've spent a lifetime since then just going, I will not even let myself cross that line, because if you, for me, if I cross that line, I'm in and I can't get out, and I think, again, I'm grateful, because now I look back, and I'm like, that was really learning for what I was dealing with here, because when I got that phone call, it could have gone one of two ways. I mean, I could have just curled up in a ball, and then that would have been it, or I could say, okay, you can get through this, you're going to fight it, you're going to be happy, and just you know brave face and you know fake it till you make it really but then it kind of the more you do it the easier it gets you know I went in after surgery and I've got drains and I've got all these things hanging off of me and I'm going in I'm at the hospital and I'm kind of hunched over and I'm walking really slowly and look at Matt. And I said, everybody's so nice. They're all holding the door for me and the elevator. And Matt's like, you, you're like a patient. You look like you should like a step out of the emergency room. And I'm like, Oh yeah. I completely forgot because I wasn't letting myself go there to me. I was like, I feel great because like, comparing. Yes. I did, but yeah, I was just like, I'm going to focus on only positive. Yes. And it works because you really, you know, it, it was funny to me. Like you know even after that you know i mean i lost all my hair in chemo they told me that they said you know you're gonna lose all your hair i lost my eyebrows i've gotten really good at drawing them on <laughs> i
2: think i,
0: mean, I love
1: you know. it uh, I, maybe i don't have not that good but i think they look i, right. I yeah i didn't even know but they. yeah I thought um, they all... thank goodness for youtube and, and i mean i've watched so many videos on right? eyebrows oh and oh my and God, yes. And, and getting the right products guys because i was drawing them on with this one product and then I, it wasn't waterproof it said it was and halfway through the day i realize i've got half an eyebrow. <laughs> and I was like, well, I got to find something new. Still don't have all my eyelashes. But, you <laughs> know, I don't care. I've gotten yeah. to the point now The old Heather would have been so self-conscious. And I'll say it, guys. I mean, everybody's insecure about things. Of course. I would be so, I would have been so worried. And now I'm just like, I don't care. People have seen me at my worst, you know. And so, like, again, going with that whole thought, they were like, you know, for chemo, they said, you're going to lose your hair. Like the, the medicine we're putting you on, it's a guarantee said, so, all right, you know, so I'm going to just take it, you know, we're going to have fun with it. And I'm sure the people that follow us saw it. I put it all out on Facebook. Oh, I like, love the fun. pictures. It was yeah. so awesome. Just yes. Bleaching and pink yep. and shaving it. And just like, I'm going to be brave to do the things that I never would have done otherwise. But knowing you're not going to have hair, you right. just like, it's falling out us anyway. it. So- yeah. <laughs> you
2: know,
1: you, if you've ever wanted a mullet or a rat tail, go for it. You know, so we did it all. And I had pink hair and I was like, well, it's about time. I need to go shopping for wigs. So I go to this wig store and they're like, they gave me a little stocking cap and I run my hand through my hair to put it on. And that's when my hair decides it starts falling out at the wig store, y'all. Perfect timing, right? Oh man. So, you know, my hair's kind of coming out and they were so sweet. It was like, I'm rolling it up, kind of throwing it away. And they're like, don't worry about it. So I was like, I want something fun. Let's just go for it. I'm trying on purple wigs. I'm trying on blue wigs. And, you know, I said, I, as an entertainer I figured I'm gonna keep this way beyond cancer you know and so I just want to spend a lot of money on a really good wig, you know not tons but you know I want to get a human something high wig, quality something, yeah it's yeah, yeah. gonna last for a while yeah. So the little guy's helping me out and I said, okay, well, I mean, this is a lot of money. Let me think about it. I'll come back tomorrow. And I was trying to decide between a really long, um, lavender kind of mermaid wavy hair and then this really fun blonde short thing. And I'm like, okay, well, let me think about it. I'll come back tomorrow. I came back and this is one of those stories of just how beautiful cancer can be. I came back and he said, you know, I thought about everything you had said yesterday and I just couldn't get you off my mind. So I took a blonde wig home and I cut it and I colored it for what I thought would look good for you. And this is the wig. I mean, I've just now curled it back up. It's a little too curly, but it'll fall. But yeah, he cut it and colored it. And I mean, I put it on, I'm like, this is the most perfect wig, you nailed it.
0: Oh my God. But I
1: thought, how beautiful. How oh, sweet. Yeah, you know, something as ugly, again, as ugly as cancer, brings out some of the most beautiful moments between humans that I met this guy the day before. Wow. And he actually did that for me. And, you know, if you're listening, James the Gemini on Instagram, he's a sweetheart, and he does beautiful wigs. And I've told everyone, go to him. James the Gemini? James the Gemini. I mean, and it just touched me so much that somebody would do that for me. You know, I was coming out of radiation one day, and I had just the beanie on and no hair. And um, this woman starts screaming at me across the street in the car, and she's like, hey, hey. And I'm like, yeah. She goes, that's where I went to radiation. That was my doctor. You were in good hands and I'm going to pray for you. What is your name? And I was like, Heather. And she said, I'm going to keep you in my prayers. And I said, well, what is your name? I'm going to pray for you. You're on the other side, but like, I Aww. want continued health. I know. And then this woman's walking down the sidewalk and she looks at me and she says, I'm headed there too. And she says, look, I'm a year out and look at my hair. And it was not very long, but she says, don't worry. Your hair is going to grow back. And it was so beautiful. The support of women who've been through this journey who are like, I don't know you, but I'm keeping you in my thoughts. And I'm going to support you and encourage you. And it's just beautiful.
0: Oh, my God. It's so beautiful. Yeah.
1: And then people ask, like, if I had a time machine, you know, would you take it all back? And I'm like, you know, honestly, no.
2: Wow.
1: I mean, you know, it's easier to say knowing I have a curable cancer and not an incurable cancer. But I don't think I would change it. Yeah. Because it really has brought stripped everything down to the most fundamental parts of life and why we're all on this earth for each other, you know? And that's really now my mission is just love and just to be there for other people. And, yeah. you know, I've always tried to do that through music, but now I'm like tenfold want to do that, you yeah. know? And if I make you cry at a Dozat St. Mary show, then I've done my job because I want to bring out the most beautiful, powerful, sad, happy moments in life. You know, that's because we're all going through them.
0: We Everybody. are. We are. And I think I love everything you said because, again, we, 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 we're so ashamed sometimes of our feelings. or You know, that we're maybe depressed depressed, or we're anxious and we're worried and we don't want to share that because we think we're the only ones or we feel alone. Loneliness right. is a huge problem, which I believe leads to depression and leads to suicidal thoughts, you know. Oh, yeah. and, and I think... Many of us have struggled at some point or another in our lives with depression, deep depression, and also possibly suicidal thoughts. I, I know I have, and I know you have. Yeah. And most of us have, and there's no shame in feeling that way because life... Right.
2: Yeah. You life know, is... it's not always yeah.
0: easy, and and but finding a way out, like, you are the perfect example. When you go through something like that, you see... You could have so like i said you could have gone the exact opposite and be yeah. in, in a dark place and feel sorry for yourself and have no support and or not accept any support yeah. right yeah and because you 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 really focus on all the good i think that really helped so much for you to heal it, yeah it really did yeah and, and look at you now you're so you know I just love how you like. Oh, I love my body now. I don't care anymore because that's how we should all feel about our bodies, right? And ourselves. Yeah, we're so consumed or or so. And I, I'm me too. You know, I'm so vain all the time. I'm like, oh my god, I don't look good. No, that video, it's not gonna go up. You know, I don't. Yeah. And it's like people probably don't even care. You know, they don't see what you see, what we see, and it's just be who you are, and that's just such a freer life to live. Yes. Than trying yeah. to always be perfect and be, you know, in the best shape ever. And it, uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's so much work yeah. that doesn't need to be.
1: Well, and, and to be honest, you know, it's so much work for something where none of us can ever attain. Exactly. No one walking this earth is perfect. Yes. And yet we all strive for they it. We strive for it so much. You know, and I find it's, it's funny thinking about how life was when I was growing up. Everyone conformed so much, at least, you know, where I was in a small town in the South, but I think across most of America, you'd have these waves of clothing trends, let's say. Everyone was wearing this, and then everyone was wearing that, and we all conformed. But at the same time, I don't think we had as many of the issues as we have as we do now, where now we're free to have pink hair, tattoos, piercings, or nothing. No one even bats an eye. But with all this freedom comes this idea that we have to be so perfect and so unique that it's almost unattainable. Yeah. And, you know, with social media, you add in there that we're constantly comparing and how can I outdo this one? And, oh, I only got this many likes. It just eats away at us.
0: Oh, my God. Know? That whole like they, they were talking about possibly getting rid of the likes on Instagram. That would be good. Um, because I think people measure their self-worth on likes yes and yes. i do it sometimes too i'm like oh i only got 14 likes what's up why, why, what did i do wrong right. you know? yeah and it's like well what have i become yeah since since when do i care about <laughs> that you know and it's we're all i guess it's just our, the society we live in now yeah you know it's all about the likes and the hearts we get and the views we get and at the end of the day how many people bought your album? Right. How many people do you actually talk to? Do you have all these friends on right. Facebook, right? That half of my friends, I don't even know them. Right. You know, I see them in a club. We don't even talk. Right. Yeah. We don't even <laughs> say hello to <laughs> right. each other. <laughs> like, oh my God, we friends on Facebook. But, you know. Correct. Yeah. It's, it's... And
1: that kind of goes back to like as social as we all are now, yeah. we're all lonely. We're so... all living in this little bubble. <sighs> yes, we are. Yeah. We are. And I yeah. think
0: coming together and what we're doing right now, you know, just, like, having a conversation in person. Right. Because there, there's a huge difference just talking through a screen, which is nice, too. It's good yeah. to be in touch with my mom in Germany and stuff like that. But actually having that human connection that we all crave because we were meant to be in tribes. Right. We were meant to be together and, and get our hands in the soil and, you know, yeah. I mean, plant flowers yeah. and whatnot. Like, do something, do sports together. Something that really brings us all together and makes us feel more alive and have purpose and and bring our passion out, yeah. you know, and Definitely. connecting with earth because we're so, <laughs> everything oh, is like. <laughs> yeah.
1: And again, that's another thing that cancer taught me. I mean, like going out and when I was finally able to go out and like go hiking, which LA, I love that. We I have know. so many so beautiful, beautiful hikes, so many places you can go and just enjoy nature and no one does. I mean, and I'm guilty. It. I lived here three, four years before I even went to the beach <laughs> to see the ocean. I mean, like, Cause you just jump in. You're like, Oh my God, it's so expensive here. Work, 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 work. And now I'm like, you know, we've been, it's been like a little thing. It's been great. Actually. Some Sundays hydro vibes, drummer Phil will call up and I've reconnected with him again, which is awesome because of all nice. this, you know, and it's like, let's go hiking. How do you feel today? Or you think you can do it? Yes, I'm going to do it. Yes. And we go and it, it's been beautiful to get back into nature to get back with people and reconnect, you know, and that's, again, one of the things I'm focusing on. It took cancer to hit me in the face and go, Heather, you know, you have real people that care about you. Make the time to hang out with them. Make the time to visit and do yeah. things that, growing up, we, we used to do that. We didn't have all oh, these Oh, all things. the time, yeah. Yeah. Now, it's like you're so busy before, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, it's already 6 o'clock. Whoa, the day flew by.
0: And oh, like, and then you get so stressed because you're oh my god, I haven't you feel sometimes you feel like you haven't done anything, yes. even though you have, but it's like little things like resetting a password, right, right? On some stupid site that you <laughs> yeah. forgot, or because they had to do something unique that yeah. your password couldn't be used. And it's all these little things. Sometimes I'm just like, oh my god, I just want to do music. Right. I just want to do the one thing I'm supposed to be doing, and I don't have time for that. Yeah. You know? And it's very stressful. I I'm so happy to to hear all that and to know that you healed yourself but pretty much you know um and you're right like the the whole us feeling so isolated i think that conversation is the first step to just like really and reaching out and accepting help yes you know knowing that you're not alone yeah because we all think we are alone and and
1: needing help doesn't mean you're weak no it's actually a stronger person who can reach out and say you know what i need help Exactly. I've got some stuff going on that's just too much for me.
2: Yeah.
1: And that took, I mean, it took cancer for me to learn that, yeah. you know, how to ask for help and be, it's okay to be vulnerable.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, because we all are. Yeah. It's, you know, and, and people want to help. And it's been beautiful for me to see that and know how many people out there really, truly care about me and love me. And, you know, there are, everyone can say that. Yeah. There's somebody out there that loves you.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, and again, you know, and if you don't feel like there is, then go out and meet people. I started making a point of smiling at people, saying hello in the hospital. That's happened to be where I've been spending my time. But, you know, wherever yeah. you are, the grocery store, say hello, just go up to somebody. Who cares? Yeah. They might think you're crazy, but who cares?
0: Talk to someone in line, you know. I, sometimes I yeah. do that. Not always. Sometimes I, I notice I'm just all in my own world, too, on my phone, whatever. But I try not to do that because when I see people, just everybody's just, like, on their phone, you know, nobody pays attention. It's like, you, we're out and about right now. Yeah. It's like, hey, how you doing? You know, what's up? Like, yeah. it. it's... It can take one smile that you make that whole day. Right. You know, in the park with, with Bald, I love when I walk my dog and we just walk and I see some people, they just like, oh, like, you know, certain people that <laughs> don't even look up, you know. Well, once in a while they look up and then I see them like looking at Bald and smiling and I'm like, oh, he made someone smile or right. like I smile at them. And sometimes people get weirded out by that. They're yeah. like, why did she smile at me? What, what's <laughs> right. going on? What does she want? Right. right. But... That can really just, like, make someone stay, I think, and and just that connection, that eye connection, you know? People just, like, trying to avoid each other. I don't really know where that comes from or why people do that, um, but... Yeah, I don't know. I mean,
1: and I'm guilty of it, too, but I've tried really hard because, you know, you don't know what someone's going through. Yeah, I'm sure I can tell you all stories of me out somewhere and somebody just smiling and, like, you know, the hair. This is a huge icebreaker. I think everyone should have pink hair once in their life. It's fun. I know I miss my hair. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, right. um, you know, it is an icebreaker, yeah, and so people would say like, "Oh my gosh, I love your hair," and you don't know that that one little comment sometimes was everything to me because a they didn't know I didn't have hair <laughs> that it's a wig, right? You know that I'm going through cancer at the time, you know. But it was just that fact that they just said, "Hey, you know, yeah. I love your hair," made the my day brighter, and yes. you know it's it's important. That's what we're here for. Definitely. So awesome.
0: So I have to ask you. I ask everyone that. Um, I want to know a few like things that I think everybody has like pet peeves. So I want to know your pet peeves. Like if you mm. have top three, give me top three. If you only have one, that's that's fine too. But I'm always curious like what, what people's pet peeves are because it's, it's you know I think my
1: biggest one is when someone has a measure of success that they're not grateful for. Mm. Um, mostly I see it with there's a few musicians out there that are in that little iceberg tip of the iceberg and you know are a few actresses or actors that they just don't come off as humble you know, and, and just not that everyone should be humble, but just be grateful for what you have, you know, because behind everybody, there's a team of people that have helped boost them up to yeah. get there, in, me included. I mean, I've had so many people in my life that I'm grateful for to, to be in this position that I'm in today, yeah. you know, so many, you know, and not just the medical, but like just everything in my life, you know, teachers and people believing in me to get out of my little hometown and go to college. And then in college, people believing in me enough to say I can do in a band and, and go move to LA. You know, and so for me, the biggest pet peeve are when people don't truly recognize that it wasn't just them, mm-hmm. their success, you know, and they just feel like they're entitled, that gets to me, that mm. irks me, you know, it just kind of, you know, I, I, that's my biggest pet peeve, I think. And you should hear me when I've had a few drinks, because then I'll be like, Oh my God! Oh, gosh. I know, I, like, <laughs>
0: oh Don't get me started. Here's my top 20,000. 20, right,
1: <laughs> right. But I'm the, today. I'm a little more. You know, got mint tea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll chill. <laughs> no tequila. Like a good vibe, right. you know. Okay, but so yeah, you got to bring the tequila yeah, out. Right. Like, <laughs> no. no, you don't want to see. So that, it's a but different.
0: <laughs> uh, that's a different podcast. Right. But usually I'm just like, Oh <laughs> but, my God, I would love to see that person fail, <laughs> just to show him <laughs> yeah.
1: what's up, knock him down a few. You
0: know? Well, like, I, I do think that you should be humble. You should always be humble and know where you came from and right. always appreciate the people that brought you up because some, you're right. Sometimes people are like just so, oh, I did this on my shop and nobody did that by themselves right. because it's just impossible. Yeah. It really is impossible. There's always someone else who's helped you. And you, uh, Yeah. No, yeah. I guess that Maybe one.
1: Even. And then my other one would be the lack these days of positive female role models, especially in music. Mm-hmm. Because growing up, I think, you know, I mean, I had like Pat Benatar, you know, Sandy Lauper. I mean, all these great, quirky artists who just had great talent. And then, I mean, I'm not going to blame MTV because they were great, but it changed things. I'd love to say that post-MTV, there would have been no Janis Joplin. There would have been no Mama Cass. Amazing vocalists, but they didn't look the part. Right. That changed everything to where looks got more important than talent. And now when I look out sometimes and see, you know, artists and I'm just like, you're not, that's not it. Sex, sexual is not sexy. You know, you're hyper sexualizing everything. And I think that these young 11 and 12 year old girls who are at a very impressionable age should not be thinking about how sexy they look, but that's what we're being, they're being told by all of us, you know, by pushing these people forward. And it's just like. You don't have to show off a lot of skin to be really sexy. Yeah. You know, and you can have talent and confidence, you know, and not, there's a difference between, you know, bitchiness and confidence. Yeah. You know, you can be like, I always love to tell people I actually like to be the underdog. When I'd go out on tour with Hydra Vibe, we were at this one place, and the person, you know, it was like this other act, and the girl was in the band, and she's got the really sharp mini skirt, and it was just like, <sighs> oh, are you... Um, are you dating someone in the band? And I was like, yeah. Are you the merch girl? Yeah, I am. And I just left it at that. And I was doing my stuff, counting my shirts in. And she's just like, you know, whatever. Because I'm I'm in the band. And <laughs> I didn't say anything. And then we got up there and I performed. We threw down and we had a great show. And she's like, you didn't tell me you were in the band. I was like, you didn't ask. You know, it was like, yeah, I am the I merch love girl. that. I am also dating. I'm a lot of things. I'm the <laughs> driver too. Yeah, you know, and it's like, but I don't have to, you know, I just don't like. I want to be seen for my talents yes. and my skills. I don't want to be seen for how short my skirt is or whatever it happens to be. Yeah. So that's another pet peeve of mine. You know, This girls, you don't have to sell it to sell it. You know.
0: I, I think that when you're in a band, and uh, I think that's why I why I did the whole blood thing. When I first started, daughter because I I really didn't want to be that girl in a miniskirt, you know, where everybody's like, "Oh, you just gotta look cute on stage." I'm like, "No, that's not who I am." I, I I mean, I I I like sexy, but in a way that is like a little bit provocative, a little bit like you know, disturbing, a little bit. Sure, it's you. Know, it's you. Dark, it, yeah, still me. But I did. Yeah. So it was funny when I would come off stage covered in blood like I mean looking pretty like you know I just killed someone and guys would come up like you're hot and I'm like what's wrong with you <laughs> You know, <laughs> but that's like to your point it's like you're not trying it's just something and I think it's so much sexier when someone is on stage and they just like doing that thing right because that's sexy to yes. me you know that is like you're not trying so hard I've seen girls that are just like they constantly have to fix something or they trying so hard to just be perfect and then it just comes off so phony right. and so you're just the, the typical girl yeah that nobody wants to be really you know what i mean yeah <laughs> the guys want to maybe have sex with sure for one night but nobody wants to be with you not that confident you know powerful woman on stage right. that is like madonna right she was very sexual but at the same time she was doing a thing Right. you know she was just like she had a message and meaning and now when I see a lot of singers today they just like acting almost like strippers which i have nothing against strippers right but i think that it's a fine line right and especially for kids because i have i teach you know and I have like some students where i'm like you shouldn't be singing that song or right. you know you shouldn't be dressing like that like i don't know why your parents would like Right. Or you know, the, the twerking, you shouldn't be twerking.
1: Yeah. As adults, I'm fine with it. It's that's where. Yeah, I think it's, it's a you, fine line. Yeah. You know? When it gets into the little kids are looking up to you as a yeah. role model, you really need to think about yeah. what message you're putting out there.
2: Absolutely. And I'm
1: not blaming all the artists completely either, because we went through the whole thing. That's why Hydra Vibe decided not to get the record deal. We went into that whole thing, and immediately they were like, you need to dress with sexier, you need your lyrics to be sexier, we're going to rewrite and I'm like, you know what, no. That band mama
0: needs to go because they don't fit in the band. Yeah, Yeah. I was like, no.
1: It was miserable, and for me, I was like, if you're going to rewrite my lyrics to sound sexier, then it's not me anymore, it's not my words, it's not my meaning, it's not what I want to put out there. I'd rather go back to New Orleans and make a buttload of money in a cover band. Those guys make tons of money. You know, yeah. if I'm going to sing someone else's words, I'm going to actually go and do that instead of mm. what you want me to do. Yeah. So we opted to just do our own thing our way. And that was right for us. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I guess my pet peeve is just, you know, think about the the next generation and the message you're giving them. Yeah. You know, because I mean, I'll drop F-bombs on stage if it's an adult thing in a rock club, but if I'm at like a singer songwriter and there's kids there, I kind of have to watch and tone it down. You know, mm-hmm. you make it mm-hmm. family friendly.
0: Right. Which I hate. Sometimes I have the song that's like, "fuck you, for fucking me, and I'm fucking it back." It's like it's a lot of fucks. So I, we really wanted to play that song. We played at a, like an afternoon in Taft, somewhere out there, and it was funny. I said, "I kiss me if you." It's kissing or hug. I said, oh. "Hug. I'm gonna hug you, hug in you back," and it was so funny. I'm like, this is just wrong and it, it feels wrong, but yeah, we, yeah. Did. we did. We had to because they told us we should. Right. You know, again, this fine balance between. Knowing what's right and what's wrong, and, and yeah. when there's a perfect time to let go and just <laughs> throw a bomb, <laughs> right? <laughs> what are some of your favorite artists at the moment? Hmm. You know, um, I
1: really, really am liking um, Fink. Love Fink. There, he's a, he was a DJ in Europe, and then I started know the name. doing. Yeah, he started doing. Um, I don't even know what you would describe it as because it's almost blues. It's almost singer-songwriter with a little bit of electronica in there. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. I'm trying to think of some others. Um, I mean, I run the gamut here. You know, Brandi Carlisle, amazing. We went to see her. She
0: amazing. Yeah, I her yeah. at the Grammys.
1: Oh, my gosh. So, like, the week I found out I had cancer, she played at the Greek Theater. And a friend of ours was like, "I have tickets. Does anybody want to go?" And you know, Matt said, "This is what's going on right now. I think we need to go and have a night." She's like, "Absolutely!" And it was the most magical night, oh, wow. being out in the stars, listening to her. It was unbelievable, you know. And she's kind of got that whole like singer-songwriter, almost bluegrassy feel. Oh boy! Just amazing. so oh, and such <sighs> smart lyrics. Yeah. You know. Um, gosh, let me think about who else I really am digging right now. Nothing but thieves are really good oh
0: i have to check them out they're like oh, I pop that.
1: rock you know a little more on the pop side british band british brit rock love them the singer is so creative i mean his lyrics like this one line where he's singing he says, i'm just a shadow of a ghost and i just oh, love man. that line yeah. I And mean, it's really smart lyrics but really good guitar parts just
0: ripping it's good i like them a lot so. when you guys write lyrics because you're a really amazing songwriter too. Thank you. Um, when you guys write a song, how how does the process normally work for for the two of you?
1: Typically, most times, you know, Matt will come. He's got so many ideas of little guitar things. I mean, thank goodness for you know the iPhone with yeah. the voice memos, and he'll play me like you know this little guitar line or something, and then we're like, all right, let's do it. So we'll sit and try to write, work it out and make it a song. But every now and then, we have some where I'm just like, I hear a melody in my head, and I sing like a little hum it and then I'll try to write lyrics and then he writes music around it. Mm -hmm. That's a little Mm -hmm. more difficult, but some songs have started out that way. Mm -hmm. Mostly we start with the music and then write together.
0: Awesome. do you have a concept usually in mind or does the story unfold while you're writing? We let the song dictate. We learned that early on with Hydra
1: Vibe. We had written this one song and it was just like thinking too much about, and we later had a song called Overthinking, kind of about this process. (laughs) We almost didn't write the song and you know because it was like all we kept hearing was you know you could be my savior and i was like god but people are gonna think we're christian artists and we're not really and you know this and that and i just i don't know about it and and it was like you know what screw it we always said we're just going to be fearless let's just put it out there and it became a fan favorite savior and it was like that taught me you just let the song come whatever's meant to be you put it out there and believe in it yeah you know and so that's kind of what we do we just let it happen you know sometimes it's about what we're going through more times, it's a we pull from many different people to culminate into like a pretend person. We don't want it to be too much like you're reading my diary, right? You know, so we we want it to be universal, so people can take from it what they want. But um, kind of just let it ride itself. Yeah, it's a little more difficult with those at Saint Marie. With Hydro you know, it's a rock band. Yeah, right? yeah. So got drums, bass, guitar, and then you throw the vocals on top. You're done. Maybe a little you know sprinkling of dust of like electronica or something, but it's pretty straightforward. Dozat at St. Marie, it's just kind of like, do we add drums, or is it going to kill the vibe of the song? Right. Do we keep it vocals only? Do we add a little electric guitar? Maybe just some piano or keyboards? It's really too loose to know what to do, almost. So that it's a lot more labor-intensive to kind of produce each song, which is why we're a lot slower at it, because you can kill it easily with yeah. too much production. Oh
0: my god, yes. I'm you know? guilty of that. I'm trying to, like, Less is more, <laughs> right. you know. Um, it's not always easy. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> it's like oh, there's something missing, but uh, allowing it to be, I think, like just like letting the song take charge. That's 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 the yeah. I think that's the key. That's the key. Although I try, sometimes I try to write from a concept, but I find it harder. Yeah. You know. It's, it's, it's
1: um. If you're writing for like play song placements, yeah. you know, we've written things and submitted for like movies or TV or sh- commercials. It's easier then Absolutely. you have a concept and you're not attached to it. So you can just kind of write it out usually and just bang it out and then yeah. that's it. And you let it do its thing if it does or not. But when it's something you're going to perform on oh, stage. Yeah. yeah it's you got to like identify really, with it as an artist. Right. Yeah. It's got to mean something. Yeah. Because you know? there's like I said, my biggest, the biggest compliment is when I look out and people are crying at my show because it touches them. And there are times where I'm up there trying not to cry because it just hits you sometimes. Like... That is
0: the best feeling. It's it's the worst and the best because you're trying to like, oh, keep your shit together. Right. But I love that when I'm getting emotional then I know that it's powerful. It's powerful and right. being authentic. Yes. And I've seen you guys and you've done that. And where what's what's coming up for the future with, with you guys?
1: Well, you know, I mean, like I said, I, I've highlighted all the positives of cancer, you know, and the beautiful parts of it. Not to say there were not really tough days. I mean, there were times where I was just like, You know, people would send me sketchbooks and they're sending me, you know, art things and, you know, just take time, just draw. And at some point with the chemo and everything and the radiation and you just, I was so tired and felt so empty, just absolutely depleted of everything that I thought, I don't know if I'll ever be creative again. I mean, I sat there just like this (laughs) trying to scribble and I'm like, I I just have nothing in me right now to give. And I really was worried about that, but I was just kind of take this as it comes, just, you know, whatever. And played a lot of words with friends in solitaire because you could just kind of like not think. And and then I started feeling like I could feel it swirling and a little bit more creativity and a little bit more. So I think I'm finally getting that back. And um, definitely have a lot to write about. Last weekend, Matt and I were in the studio all weekend just really working on a lot of song ideas. We put everything aside for this. And so we're picking back up again. And I think we were like, you know, we've already taken a year off. We're just going to take off more and do a whole album we weren't sure if we were gonna do an EP or an album. Yeah. Because at first last year we're like, you know, 2018, we played 70 shows in the first six months. Nice. I mean, we were like hitting it and riding in the hotel. We were just going, going, going. Yeah. It was like, all right, we're gonna put out an EP, we can get it out fast and maybe an EP at the end of the year. And that was the, the schedule when we were pushing yeah. ourselves. And then this happened, it was just like nothing. And now we're like, all right, you know what? Maybe it's not so bad to take our time put out a whole album and really just enjoy the process again. Without that pressure of you gotta put something out, you yeah. put something out. Yeah. So we're just gonna do that, you know, and hopefully start playing shows at some point. Probably around here, you mm-hmm. know, regional things yeah. and not travel too terribly much and then pick back up again. Maybe in the fall or spring. Okay. You know? We're just trying to not set that kind of a pace again. You know, It's,
0: it's time to still heal and and, yeah. and come back to Yeah. Find your new Path. right yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah you know you got to find the balance you want to push yourself enough that you're actually making yeah. things happen but yeah i don't want to hit the wall yeah. because i started too much too quickly mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. so yeah
1: what can people find you dozat st marie and i'll spell that d-a-u-z-a-t-s-t-m-a-r-i-e Sounds like a nursery rhyme. Ah, uh, it .com. does. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, again, like I said, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, not that much, but every now and then. So we're on all of those. And, uh, yeah, please hit us up, you know. We love talking to people. We love connecting and just really um, making friends, not
0: fans. I love that. Thank yeah. you for saying that, because I was just about to say, if you need another cool new friend, hit up, <laughs> Heather, because... Yeah. You know we're all here in this together and and supporting each other and everybody has a story to tell and everybody wants to be heard and be seen and you will be you just allow have to allow yourself to be out there be vulnerable and exactly be have the courage to just come forward and say hey i'm here right you know yep only the space
1: you're in because each of us deserves that space
0: yeah
1: you know and just make sure you're putting out there what you want to get back
0: that's and it. that's that's the best line to end it on. Thank you so much <laughs> Thanks for, for being having here. me. It's great. This was so inspiring and amazing. What an amazing story! And I'm just so inspired and blown away how open and and vulnerable Heather was. You know, sharing with us those dark moments. Um, and here are some takeaways from our conversation. Um, number one. Always find something positive to support someone else's dream. I think that is huge. I just really love that. Number two, one step at a time. Just one step at a time. Number three, cancer is ugly, yet it's beautiful. I've heard that before and that's huge. That is just, gives me chills. Number four, you've been handed the most beautiful gifts. They just happen to be in an ugly package. So sometimes... When you have those dark times, it's a blessing in disguise. Number five, the power of no. Knowing that sometimes you just have to say no to be able to take care of yourself. The number six, love your body and think it every day. We often take our health for granted and we should really learn to love ourselves, our bodies, and really appreciate that it's just a working machine that is just constantly on automatic, you know. Number seven, whatever you're searching for, you'll find. That's huge, too. I just really love that. It's it's the law of attraction, really, right? Your subconscious. Number eight, nutrition and exercise. The importance of eating right and also exercising that so that you keep your body, your mind in shape. You know, very, very important. Um, number nine, put yourself first. And sometimes we feel that that's very selfish, but really... If you don't put yourself first, who will, right? So very important. When you take care of yourself, then you can take care of others. Number 10, be humble, be grateful for what you have and put it out there, what you want and get it back. And I, again, I'm just so blown away by her story and Heather's, I've known her for a long time and, you know, we've seen each other on and off and if you get a chance to see her live, please check them out. They are one of the best bands I've ever seen. Like, and I really mean that. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Sorry for a little bit of like audio problems, but you know what? It's real life, right? It's just the way it is. And I'm not striving for perfection, especially not right now. I'm. J- I just want to get this out there and share this with you guys because I think this is needed. And if you would like to be on my podcast, please hit me up, JacquelinevanBierk.com. Um, Jacqueline Van Beek at gmail.com or on Facebook, on Twitter, not so much Twitter, but Instagram. And thank you so much for being here with me. Time is valuable and thank you for listening. And I hope it helped you in any way. And please leave me a a review or send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you liked, what you didn't like, what you'd like to hear more of. And I would love, love, love to hear from you. And as always, I will share a song of mine with you and you have an amazing day.